You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour four of The Big Show, winding things down here. Just waiting to connect with Tim Leeper here. Before we get into the the Jays and, and baseball conversation, why don't like, uh, we maybe compare, do a little contrasting compare on uh, the remaining schedules for the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames. Obviously, the Flames are four points out, eight games to play. Uh, the Jets also uh, with eight games to play down the stretch. And they do have that one head-to-head that looms large, it feels like. April 5th, next Wednesday, will be a big, big one for the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets, for that matter. It'll be a 5.30 local start um, here in Calgary next Wednesday for the Flames at the Jets. But before that, the Flames have to go through Los Angeles into Vancouver and then two uh, low games at home against Anaheim and Chicago. And we do have Tim Leeper right now down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using that same secret recipe since 1975. Dine-in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 248 3344. Tim, thank you so much for uh, for joining me. It's uh, We wanted to talk for a while. Finally got some time here. Hope you're doing well, buddy. You're doing great. A little bit of a hangover from the uh, World Baseball of side. Course. I've been going back down to normal games, but uh, it's, it's all good for sure. Well, what are you doing right now? Right now, I'm, I work with the San Francisco Giants, so okay. I oversee their outfield and base running uh, coordination in the minor okay, leagues. So like yeah, I'm like a grandparent. I go to I go to the team five days. I I light a fire and then I get to leave and leave, <laughs> leave, leave all the coaches to, to figure it out. So yeah, you it's guys a great figure job. It out. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Just staying in the game. That's what really matters. And like just being around it. That's what we really want in the end. Uh, talk about your time with Canada down in down in Phoenix with that the World Baseball Classic. I know no, it didn't didn't go the way you guys hoped, uh, but you got the big win. Uh, it was some competitive baseball. This was a fun tournament. It was a, it was a great tournament, and, and we kind of knew where we were going in, and you know it's a bit of a challenge because you look at the teams that we play, you know, the amount of depth that they have and guys that are actually playing, like, organized ball right now or in spring training. They're probably a little bit better than ours, but, like, we've always kind of seemed to, you know, over overachieve a little bit. And, you know, the fact that we were able to get down to that Mexico game and control our own fate mm-hmm. if we went on. I mean, that was a great place to get to. And unfortunately, you know, you just a couple of tough plays and, you know, you don't make it. So, but it's, you know, I thought we did real well. It was obviously better than the last one. Yeah. Uh, and it was fun. It was just great getting everybody together again. Obviously, uh, you had the ma- some major league talent. Freddie Freeman, obviously, uh, you know, d- con- committing to Canada. And obviously, Tyler O'Neill, another up and coming, really good major league baseball player with the St. Louis Cardinals. But as well, littered in the most top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball. How'd you like with the with the mix of veterans? Like, you had some of the old guys that showed up that were longtime members of the Canada baseball team, like Adam Lowen coming up, uh, Philip Omont yeah. as well. Like, just talk about that blend of, uh, of youth and, and veteran uh, culture there. It's so, it, it, was, it was so great. I, I feel like when we played Miami in the last one, never, not everybody got together, and I, and I, you know, just in terms of off-the-field stuff. And, and the one thing I really loved about this one is, is, is usually you know, the, everybody's family came down for this. And the fact that, like you just said, there were so many people from so many different levels, you know, mm-hmm. having Freddie, having Tyler, you know, having Lowe, who, who came back, who's arguably one of, like, like really the, one of the greatest athletes of all time. You know, he's played in the big leagues <laughs> yeah. as a pitcher, as a hitter, and as a pitcher again. Like, who does that? And then having the other guys sprinkled in, uh, you know, some of the younger prospects, like with the, especially with the Blue Jays, and then, then having guys that are just kind of finding their way in the major league roster. 
I just thought it was great because everybody got together. Everybody was so giving of their time. And the one thing about when you're Canadian or, you know, or, or, or you, you, you wear that uniform, when you're playing throughout the season, everybody kind of looks out for each other and everybody knows. And even though, like, Freddie Freeman may play for the Dodgers and, and like, people don't see him as a Canadian, like, he knows the guys he's playing with, like mm-hmm. the Everett Julian. You know, he knows he's a prospect with the Twins. He does his homework. And the fact that we get together from all these different ways of life at different different you know times are coming through the program, it was special. And the fact that everybody's family came down, it just made it, it just made it even more special. So again, yeah, it really stinks that you never go on, but it was all these little side stories and these side conversations, and you know, watching Freddie sit in the cage with guys and, mm-hmm. and kind of talking through swings and seeing Adam come off the mound after striking out Tucker, uh, you know, at, at a place where he won a big game for us in the. Uh, in the WBC and the first WBC. So those things, it's just, it makes me feel blessed because I've had such a great life at Baseball Canada. But like if you're a Canadian and you like baseball and you would be really proud of the guys that wear the uniform for you and, and they're, they're so easy to pull for. Yeah, that was one of the best things I saw. I, was, I, sir, I heard was the, the, the picking of the brain of Freddie Freeman from the younger guys. I thought that was really cool. And, and what, did you, what do you think of the future of, of Canadian baseball right now? It's, it's looking good. Like it's, it's probably the, be- the biggest it's been ever i would say like what what do you think the future is here for this group i I obviously want more commitment obviously from the pitchers but obviously it's a tough time for the wbc it's a tough time with spring training going on it's a tough time and you kind of have to hit guys in the middle of of the right contract cycle and things like that you know like you know obviously tie-in had just signed a deal with the cubs and i'm sure they weren't going to be real happy about him playing Mm -hmm. you know but had they had the thing with with the uh you know with, with with having being sick and then not being able to do it. But, you know, the commitment level is great with guys. It's just that we don't have the numbers as, as the USA or even Mexico or Colombia, to be, to be fair, yep. uh, that, that uh, guys are available to play. And the fact that, you know, we can still call Andrew Albers or Filippo Mott and they come out <laughs> and they still compete the way they do. Like, it's pretty awesome I like, mean, for those guys to do those things. So I think the future is great. The one thing about Canadian baseball players is, you know, the hardest part now is, is the draft went to like 20 rounds and you know a lot of Canadian guys would be, would be drafted in that 25 to 40 range and you know when when a Canadian gets to play baseball every single day when he comes from the north and goes down to a college or go, gets mm-hmm. in a pro bowl and he gets to play every day like they they get really good really fast with the continuity and and they're almost like it's it's super refreshing because they're not burnt out from you know playing travel ball all the year and, mm-hmm. and they you know they probably balance their lives a little bit better so i just i hope like for Canadian baseball players to go to colleges and then continue to play somewhere, there's going to be some really, really good ones that, that come out. And then you look at our junior national team program every year. There's always three, four guys that are always in the top five rounds of the draft. So it's, it's always kind of consistent. It's always good. Um, and you just want to continue to get it better. But I, I like where we're at. It's just like, again, the numbers are a little bit thin for the, for these international tournaments, mm-hmm. but you, we just keep pushing and, and trying to get it and filling in the best that we can. And we're really close every single time. Just a couple extra numbers that would go our way. Like I, I could, I could see us getting to that next round and really being being able to do something. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, they've come a long way, obviously, from the first tournament in 2006, and then even the last one in 2017. It's been a big gap. Obviously, the pandemic messed things up. But what, what did you, what do you think of the World Baseball Classic? I thought this year was really the tournament announced itself uh, on the on the grand stage. Obviously, social media can play into that, but obviously, the players, Shohei Otani and what Japan did, and then that loaded USA group. You know, it's funny. Before 17, I, I thought the tournament was kind of dwindling in popularity. Yeah. And I really think I thought the USA winning in 17 probably helped it out. But then it, it, it totally helped it out. And then when guys saw that, especially the USA guys, and then you get Trout on board and you get Otani on board mm-hmm. playing for Japan, like they hit a whole different level this year. And, like, 
holy crap, you, I mean, how do you even, if you dream up your dream scenario, like it all happened. And, but the, the stuff leading into the championship game, like every game was a nail biter, oh like God. everyone from every pool, every, every day. So like, it was, it was incredible. And it's funny, like at a time when baseball, like we, we tend to get like kind of negative on ourselves and, you know, we, we hate some of the things that are going on and, and, you know, it's it, and then the game from a business model. It's it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit funky right now, and what we reward. But the game itself, like if that didn't save it, like it just shows you how great oh, yeah. the game of baseball is. And like people are watching games like worldwide. If you look at the ratings, I mean, people are watching this worldwide. And these are games in 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 April or I'm sorry, in March. And and it just shows you how good the game could be. And then when we talk about growing it globally, I think we kind of shortchanged a little bit oh, because yeah. you have to do a lot of hard work to get into these other countries and do it. But I think it's 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 time we're spent. And I, I think this tournament went a long way to like. Make, I, you know, I do a lot of stuff in Europe trying to grow the game over there, but when you see the Czech Republic yeah. in there and you see, see the other teams from there go and they get a win and, and you see Otani wearing a Czech Republic hat, that, that's only good things that are going to happen for the sport because you're going to get more guys playing and it's going to be more diverse. And, and I, I think this tournament did a lot to help grow that. Oh, yeah. And I, I can run with it. Yeah, and I think another thing is, like, I kind of you compare it to, like, the World Cup with, with soccer. is like you have to commit to your country. Like, you're locked into these guys. And these guys like, well, no, I'm not from Mexico, or I'm not from Canada, or I'm not from the Czech Republic, but I still have some connections there, like with Randy Orozarena becoming a Mexican citizen, Freddie Freeman with some family connections, Eric Sogard with some connections. I don't know how Sogard ended up on the Czech team or whatnot, <laughs> but sure, Lars Newtbar is his mother's Japanese. So I think it's it's really cool to just see guys uh, really they show show their character at this time of year, and it was really cool to see uh, everything go on. And we talk about it like. That was a that was the old rules of baseball. That was no pitch clock. That was the same bases, and it was you got three hours. That Canada Jack Great Britain game. Talk about that experience. Oh God! I looked over <laughs> Ernie in the second inning. I'm like, are we in the ninth? Is this the ninth? Like, oh my God! They scored three in the first. I'm like, my first words. Yeah, you got to be essing me right now. <laughs> this is not the way we drew it up. But um, no, it's funny. I, I was talking that Dave Rigetti was the bullpen coach for the United States, and, and he works with us with the Giants here. And, and the one part, like he, he mentioned, is like the guys in the bullpen without the iPads, the guys in the dugout without the you, you sat on the bench and you had to talk game and you had to share the information with each other. Yeah, it, which was which was unbelievable. Like it helps you bring a team together because you can't go to an iPad and look at a pitch release. Like you have to get information from mm-hmm. the guy coming back from that just had the at bat and i think when you got that environment on that stage and you're, and you're all pulled together to win like it's great i think a lot of times the technology has gotten because i think the game's such a great social and and team sport from sharing ideas and yeah. talking on the field and making adjustments and keeping guys like me how to keep the coaches in the front office out of it and i think that's what this tournament did because they were just focused on each other they couldn't look at stuff they, they could look at everything they wanted before the game but when the game on it was pure there was no technology and I thought it made for a way better product, and, and obviously, like the games kind of showed that too. Yeah, it was it was an electric electric tournament. Let's let's talk about the new rules and what they're going to do for the game here. I mean, I we that that Braves Mets game on Friday, I think, with two hours and eight minutes. Obviously, you're going to get that quicker <laughs> games with with the with the lesser rosters, and once you get like real Major League Baseball rosters, you start getting more of a, a normal number, I'm sure. But what do you think about the new rules? Uh, I, yeah, we've been living with them for a couple of years in the minors. Miners, yeah. You know, the pace of the game's awesome. Like it, it, it's so great. Like you don't want to sit through a four-hour A-ball game ever. No. And now they're down. They're, they're down to you know they're down and they're in the two-hour range. So it makes for quick. It just it's it's more engaging. Like you, it's a lot of action and it's going. So mm-hmm. from that standpoint, it's great. 
I'll miss that late inning intrigue. I do miss that late inning intrigue where guys are stepping off and guys are trying to push a run across. But I think all in all, just like the fact, look at four hour games, nobody likes them. You don't like playing in them. You don't like watching them. You know, I can't, you can't keep people's attention that long, but so the pace of the game thing is great. The fact that they're trying to encourage, I think the lack of shifts, it's going to be great. We're going to be able to have hitters like hit ground balls and get holes again yeah. I, I, and get hits. I think that's going to be great. And the, you got the bases to encourage base running. You got the lack of pickoffs to encourage base running, which is great. And what you're going to see is, is like we could have run the bases the way we're going to run the bases this year for the last 20 years. But because now they think everyone's got an edge, these bases are smaller. Like everyone thinks everyone's going to steal 100 bases. That won't be the case because people will make adjustments and stuff like that. But the fact that the front offices are valuing base running more, I think it's going to make for a better game too. So I, I think every, I think all the all the changes are good. I, I think it's important that you continue to do things and get guys involved. And you, but I think the important thing is just don't take away from like the character of the game. Again, there was no pitch mm-hmm. clock in the WBC, and it was awesome. Even that, yeah, I don't. Even that six-hour game we played seven <laughs> innings because <laughs> we won. Otherwise, it would have stuck. Yeah, but it, but it, but it, I think they're all good. I, I think they're good. Any complaining you have, I think you're not really hearing too much anymore because they've had the whole spring to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guys get used. To, the guys coming up are, are used to playing that kind of ball, so I, I think it won't affect the quality of the game at all. What do you think? Uh, like I know they've had about a month here to work with the rules, but once we get into see what do you, what rule do you think might be the most troubling for? For guys to deal with it, is it is it the pitch clock? Is it the the, the for pitchers the, the the engagement thing? Is it the the shift is so much? What do you think is going to be the most difficult thing for players to to deal with this year? I think there'll be certain pitchers at first will, that that will be tough, just when guys aren't on base and it's a late inning guys mm-hmm. guys used to take the time. I think I think that's a there'll, there'll be a real you know, but they've had some time to get used to. It, but I think that'll that'll be kind of a challenge. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't, I think getting in, just sometimes getting in the box and breaking your routines. Cause you got to be at the, you know, in the plate and engage with the pitcher, like at eight seconds. And sometimes, uh, you know, something happens and, and you got to step out or do something like that just to clear your mind and stuff. So I think those are the two biggest things, but to be honest with you, like when, once you go through it and, uh, you know, for a month or two guys, I mean, they're, they're professional athletes at the highest level, you know, you can throw anything at them. They're going to find a way to adapt. And, and, and again, I think, a lot of the complaining is kind of already over. Yeah. And I, I think there's just certain times with the pitcher just trying to clear his mind and, and try to do it really quickly. I think that's, that's going to be the biggest adjustment. I know you're not, with, you're not with them right now, but I'm sure you've had an eye on them. Like, what do you, what have you made of the Blue Jays overseason over off season overhaul? Obviously shipping out some offense to get more rounded defensively. They have the second world series favorite in the American league, but what are some thoughts on the, on the Blue Jays as they embark on a, on a John Schneider's first full year as manager? Yeah, well, this is the first year I haven't followed much, and then, and and I'm yeah. just more, more of a fan base. But like, you know, I I just think the one thing that's that's really good, and if you're a Blue Jay fan, it's good. Like, you're going to see an exciting brand of ball. I mean, I know they took away a little offense, and and obviously the, the defensively it looks a lot better, and and you got some really good pitchers. It's just a well balanced team that you, yeah. that it's going to be really easy to pull for. And and for just and the one thing I can really speak on that 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 makes me happy is you know I've been I was with Schneider a long time over there. Yeah. Um, you know, since he was like actually at the complex uh, managing and him coming in, him having familiarity with, with the guys who are the superstars in the team, guys that have played for him before. And I, and I know, I know him going into spring training, like the, the, he's really a lot more detail oriented. He's got the team at a good time when, when you know, I think they probably feel like they've underachieved and they were, they're ready to take that next step. So when you got really motivated players who trust their manager and you got a manager who's really good on the details 
and, and those guys have trust in the fact that he's going to put them in the best position to win and run a good game and run a good bullpen. Like all the things that can line up for you to be a really good team, like that's, that's going on right now. So it just tickles me because, because, you know, John and his wife are, are awesome. His family's great. He came up through the system. Like, like it just, it just makes me happy that he's doing it. And it's going to be a fun ride to, to watch those guys do those things. And the American League East is, is not a forgiving no. place. No, what, what is your good ones. Yeah, what's your gauge on the American League East this year? Yankees, oh, Jays, Rays. That one yet. No, <laughs> no chance. I don't know enough right now. That's fair. The Yankees always find a way to be good. The, yeah. the Red Sox don't look like they're good, but they're going to find a way to be good. And Tampa's, you can just Tampa's Tampa, man. 80, 88 to ninety-five wins. Like how they, you don't know how the hell they're going to do it. They do it. They just bring people down. They got to force you to come into the trop eighty-two times, eighty-one times a year. They just bring you down to their level. It's just, it's, I get it. It grinds. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for this, Tim. All the best uh, with the San Francisco Giants this year, and uh, we'll talk again soon. I'm sure. That's uh, great. Thanks a lot. And anytime you get a chance to talk about Canadian baseball, it's great. And oh, I appreciate sure. you doing it. I will for sure. Thank you so much. All right. See you guys. There you go. It's Tim Leeper uh, doing some work uh, in the San Francisco Giants organization now, and he was the uh, is Canada's first base coach. I uh, just uh, got finished up with the WBC uh, with them a couple weeks ago. And Tim joined us down the Atlas Pizza Sports Bar guest hotline using that same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Uh, what's next? Uh, Jeff Merrick's show on this Monday. Of course, he'll kick things off with Elliot Friedman at 10 o'clock. Uh, this will be a fun chat at 1030. I don't know if you're into the wrestling. Uh, Darren McCarty was involved in a uh, in a little bit of an incident uh, uh, with uh, on Impact Wrestling with, uh, with a wrestler, uh, Bully Ray, formerly known as Bubba Ray Dudley in uh, WWE and ECW. Uh, but yeah, he uh, Bully Ray calling Darren McCarty and hockey players fake tough guys. So anything to get products eyes on the product of wrestling and hockey, and they and they uh, and they trend and they uh, coexist. It's great. So Darren McCarty will join the show at ten thirty. Uh, Cassie Campbell Pascal, uh, Monday Night Hockey, Rogers Monday Night Hockey will be joining the show at eleven o'clock, and Joe Smith from the Athletic uh, joining the program at eleven thirty-five, and that's on the Merrick Show coming up following this. Uh, Flames off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow. Uh, it'll be it's Pride Night at the Dome. It'll be a very uh, very fun atmosphere, I'm sure. Uh, taking on the LA Kings, the big one in the standings as the Flames are four points out of the final wild card spot in the Western Conference with eight games to play. Winnipeg Jets uh, also playing tomorrow night in San Jose. Uh, it's a good. It feels like the schedule lines up pretty good as the Flames and Jets will be playing. Yeah, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, they all play at the same time, and then their next game will be that Wednesday, April fifth match. Oh, sorry, the Flames do have to play the Blackhawks on the fourth, but the Jets. We'll play the Flames April 5th. That'll be a massive one, we hope. Uh, for Alex Brody, I'm Patrick Dumas. Uh, you can catch us on all your favorite podcatchers. Big Show Hour 1, 2, and 3 are already up there, and our interview with Tim Leeper will be up in a matter of moments. Uh, all the best. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Stay safe out there on the roads. Sportsnet 960 The Fan.